It's nice to have friends, is it not? And I know that seems like a really generic way of uh, of setting up this next story, but you know what? It, it, it's really true. You, we 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 crave companionship, and especially as uh, as people get older, sometimes uh, the, the the friends group can sort of dissipate, or you lose friends as you get older, and suddenly you can end up feeling kind of lonely. That is certainly the case. For a lot of men, especially as they get older. Now, certainly with women as well, but women and men are just different. Women will tend, I think anyway, uh, to congregate, come together. Men can often just end up isolating themselves if, if there, there's nothing infrastructure-wise, you know, like a job or if you're part of a volunteer organization or something like that. It can happen, and it does happen. And that's part of what men's sheds is, is designed to try and, and, and address and, and fix and give guys uh, a place to be, especially as they get older. Uh, the founder of the Canadian Men's Sheds Association is Doug Mackey, and Doug is joining us here on 630 Jed Mornings. How you doing, Doug? Pretty good. Good morning. Uh, do you have friends? <laughs> you know, and I don't, isn't it, doesn't it sound like it's, it's a funny thing to say, but there are a lot of guys who end up, especially as they get older, that, that they get isolated, don't they? They sure do, and and that's that's very interesting. Question: Do you have friends? I, because of my the work I do with men's sheds, probably make a new friend about every ten days, which I'm pretty fortunate going out there and finding people. But many of the men I meet aren't going out and meeting new men. Are not getting stimulation. They're sitting at home, or or they're doing their thing alone in their workshop. Well, and, you know, uh, I don't know how many people have even heard of Men's Shed. So t- tell me a little bit about what the organization is, what a Men's Shed is. I guess it's sort of based on the fact that guys really like to just hang out in the shop or in the garage, swap stories, maybe swap some tips, that kind of a thing, right? That's right. That's that's exactly it. But there's some added benefits. Now, Men's Shed started in Australia about 20 years ago, and currently worldwide there's over 2,200 Men's Sheds in Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, UK, Scotland, Iceland, Canada, US, I've forgotten where else. And so this is a, a, a recognized movement all over the world. And what it recognizes is that many men, when they retire, they lose structure in their lives. They, many of their social contacts were at work. And suddenly they're sitting at home and maybe their spouse or partner is looking at them saying, why don't you go out and do something? And where do they go where there's other men and men who will understand their situation? And, and there's camaraderie and, and new relationships can be formed. But many men fold their arms across their chest and don't do that. They sit at home or they unfortunately start eating too much or drinking too much or gambling too much or maladaptive coping to try and feel better. Uh, here, here's the loaded question of the morning. Is there a difference between how men congregate and how women congregate? So, you know, why aren't there women's sheds? Why would we need men's sheds? That, that's, a, that's not even a controversy question. Um, there are women's sheds forming as we speak. In, a, in a England, there are at least 20 women's sheds. Now, they're affiliated with a, a men's shed, but it's women coming out and, and working in the, in the workshop and learning how to use the tools and everything else. And here in Canada, there, there can be women members of a men's shed, and we, we change it slightly and call them community sheds. 
so everyone feels included, as opposed to a men's shed and excluding women. We call them community sheds and encourage women to look at these things. Don't forget also, many men with their own independence and their arms folded across their chest don't want to be told by other people, and especially women, this is what you should do or this is how you should do it. They want to be able to sort of informally work together with another group of men. It's, uh, but do you have to be uh, all crafty and you know, into tools and stuff? Is it purely based on that, or is it, is it more of like a, like a social group? <laughs> it's much more like a social group. I, I, they don't let me near any tools. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're going to have to tell me why at some, at some point. What did you do? <laughs> it's just, it's just that I, while I like woodworking and things like that, I just have never had the opportunity to work in a, a shop and do those kinds of things. And quite often when you're working in a shop, you're doing things alone. And so what we encourage within men's sheds when they have a shop, will they please go out and build some tiered uh, planters for the local uh, senior centers so that people in a wheelchair can, can access the lower sides and people can stand and stand up can do the higher sides or yeah. uh, parts or steps um, or in a workshop can you build a wheelchair accessible picnic tables for a local organization yeah so, so there's giving back yes yes the altruism the giving back to the community and many men don't know how to do that alone but if they're doing it shoulder to shoulder with other men then they have all the well, all the upside of being able to contribute back to other organizations within their their community. And one quick one, in Winnipeg, we make lots of diamond willow walking sticks and canes. Mm. And these men keep on cranking them out. <laughs> and what we now do is give them to Stroke Recovery Manitoba. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, you know, there, there, there's sort of a, you know, it's a harsh reality that as... As we get older, we start to lose some of our friends. Part of, uh, and, and certainly men don't have the, the longevity that women do. The, the stats bear that out. So it's, it's not uncommon for a guy who's uh, maybe up there in age to suddenly have lost a whole bunch of friends. So there's a grief element there. There's also a loneliness element. Very much so. And how do you reach out to those men where they will come and feel comfortable and safe within a, a, a group of other men? And that's a real challenge for us. Uh, there's also been something that we refer to as the pandemic. And talk about being isolated. Uh, there were a lot of people who ended up feeling very isolated. You just couldn't really go places. Uh, so how much more important is it to have a place to go even now coming out of this? Well, within the pandemic, many men's sheds set up telephone calling so they would call their fellow members, say, how are you doing, or do you need anything, or are you stuck at home, and at least had some call. I personally uh, did not know how to Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic. I now teach Zooming to <laughs> older men, and they come back and said, oh, it was so nice. I was able to talk to my grandchildren in 
Well, if you're living in Winnipeg, in Edmonton, those kinds of yep. things, because now they feel comfortable with the technology that they've learned because of the pandemic. Uh, now, these are, like you said, being set up all across the country, and, and there is one in Edmonton. I think there's one in Cold Lake. There's a few other places that, that have them. Uh, what are they? Do some, who, who, who supplies the space? Who supplies the, the tools, the location, all that kind of stuff? How do you, or does it depend on each community, I would think? Uh, each men's shed is individual. This is this is not a program which is top down. Uh, and I, as Canadian Men's Shed Association, we do not dictate at all what, how anything is done. So w- within communities, there are other like community-based organizations that step up and offer a space. Here in Winnipeg, we have something called community clubs, and so we have uh, three different men's sheds and community clubs. Um, and many organizations recognize that getting men out and involved improves their emotional well-being, i.e. their mental health. And don't forget, one of the highest rates of completed suicide in Canada are men 67 and older. So a community-based organization or maybe a municipality say, yes, you could use this building, but you've got to fix it up or something like that. I know of a, a one men shed in a rural community that just joined with the Railroad Historical Society, and now they're, they're working in the same building, slightly different rooms, but working together within their community. Hmm. Oh, and lots, uh, it, depending on where you are in, in the world, but Rotary is very much uh, involved with men sheds in Australia. Here in Canada, we seem to have the Lions Club has stepped up on more than one occasion and, and working with yeah. the local men's shed. If, if you want to find out if there's one in your, your backyard or if you want to sort of set one up or you want to learn more about it, where do you do it? Do a very simple Google, Men Shed Canada. And I, I can give you the exact website, but Men Shed Canada will start popping up um, the various uh Men's sheds across Canada. Within Edmonton, there's there's a very good leader. His name is uh, Punch Jackson, and he's been very much involved in in promoting men's sheds within Edmonton. Uh, many, many of the times, for instance, yesterday, uh, because of my role, I was dealing with Peterborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with another <laughs> uh, small community in Nova Scotia. And because they, they they send in inquiries and away I go. Yeah, and away you go. So yeah, you you've created quite the uh, quite the busy retirement. I assume you're oh. retired, sir. Oh. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Doug? May I ask? Oh yeah, sure. I'm eighty-one. Eighty-one years old. Uh, and where do you think you'd have been uh, if if you didn't have this sort of avenue? From a personal point of view, at eighty-one years of age and sounding like you're full of energy, uh, where do you think you would have been without it? Um, I'm laughing at that because years ago, when the Trans Canada Trail was trying to get going, uh, I, along with a couple of other people, got the Trans Canada Trail established here in Manitoba. And that's 30 years ago, but still, um, I seem to get involved with large projects. And what happened here was my daughter in Saskatoon learned about men's sheds, phoned me up in 2008, yeah. and said, what are you doing? I'm sitting at my computer, pull up this site. I did as I was told. <laughs> men's shed, and I said, that looks interesting. And I heard these words, good, start one. 
and uh, give it a shot. Yeah, if you're, if yeah. you're feeling a little and isolated. So that started in 2008. We got the first men's shed going in 2010, and there are now 40 men's sheds across Canada. And as soon as we get rid of COVID, I think we'll have 50 or 60 within the next year or 18 months. Very cool. Doug Mackey, it's been fun talking to you this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You betcha. Cheers. Take care. He is the uh, founder of the Canadian Men's Sheds Association. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.